You are listening to the voice of Daryl Bennett and welcome to another installment of the Daryl Bennett Experience. Higher learning, where we discuss everything from government and law to business, finance, and entrepreneurship to caring events and spirituality. I promise you, your life will never be the same. I'm calling you higher. Today, you're getting to listen in on the first of seven sessions that I'm doing as part of a masterclass for how to speak like a pro and how to communicate like a master. This session or a series of sessions, this masterclass that I'm doing is virtual and it is for a group of lawyers in South Africa who are graduates of the University of Cape Town and I am walking them through how to be more effective as attorneys, not just in their roles as attorneys, but overall as communicators. This right here is the first session. Listen in. Do we have a clear intention from the beginning? Because if you don't have a clear intention, then your audience doesn't understand what you're trying to communicate. That's what I sort of picked up on that first part of the lesson. Thank you for that, Jenny. So let me just tweak a little bit and I wanna to go to the next level on this. And I want you to switch on what you wanna talk about, not just to what you wanna communicate, cause that's still the same thing, but to what you wanna accomplish. That's, that's a, I, I'm, what I'm sharing with you here, I'm telling you is like a life lesson. This is a, this is a, le- this is a life lesson. If you think of things, because even still with communication, it's still about I. I wanna shift it from I to what you want them to do. I want you to see in your mind. Now I wanna do this without seeming weird, but all of the great communicators do this and people that just think on a different level do this. I want you to see from the beginning, what do I want this to do? Call out your purpose, call out your purpose. That helps too, especially if I'm in a training. At, and and this, is, this will take it to the next level. Over the next hour, I'm gonna show you how to effectively communicate. And at the end of this hour, you're gonna be equipped with three tools that you didn't have before about how to speak better. So that, because I wanna connect it so that, so that you can be better as an attorney, or you can do better in the courtroom, or you can do better in business-wise, right? You see how now we frame that? Now I'll give you an extra tip here. I can put that intention in my meeting link that I sent on Zoom. And I can keep that up throughout the course of my meeting. And I can start from the beginning with, thank you for everybody coming. Just wanted to you know, remind everybody what the purpose is, the intent of this meeting is for us over the 60 minutes to go over this, 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 and this. I wanna thank everybody for you know, being here. Let's go through the agenda. And if somebody comes up, with something wayward or it starts going off script as meetings often do, I can blame not the person, but the purpose. Ooh, uh, I want us to get to that, Marvin. I think that's a great point, but for now, so we stay on track, our intent here is this, and we already bought into it because the intent is up there at the meeting. You see what I mean? And we don't divvy from that. I'm just giving you a side note there on meeting management. But now you see the importance of me calling it out from the beginning. 
you know, even when I, I do this, when I'm doing, you know, I say it's a one-on-one -on -one coaching session. Just, just to be clear, we're here for 60 minutes. The goal of this is to, to talk around your finances, around this, this, and this. Do you have anything else you want to add? So maybe then that helps us at the beginning as well, right? Let's say it's not a speech, but it's a meeting. This helps us from the beginning to clarify things. What are we going into this hour with? You see how I'm making you more powerful as a communicator? How many times are you in a meeting? First of all, you dread the meeting. Why have we got 30 minutes? Why are you gonna put 30 minutes on my calendar? I don't, this could be 15 minutes. You know how to avoid some of that? We start from the beginning, let's frame it. Framing, framing the meeting is important because what that does is, one, that gives us a, to, to reiterate what we're doing here. A lot of times I even go over time. Do, are we still gonna do 30 minutes? Or we won't need all 30 minutes. That's my way of letting you off the hook. Really what we need to dis discuss for this meeting, I know we have 30 minutes allotted. I don't think we need all 30 minutes. The goal here is for us really just to answer this question of what are we doing with this, this, or this? You see what I mean? Starting there, let's, let's uh, this helps you even around your time, right? So let's say this isn't a meeting now, it's a speech and you're not necessarily looking for that feedback, but you still can get feedback. This is how you get buy-in. Let me show you. Let's say it's an hour training now. Look, I know it's late. So let's say it's let's this, right? I know it's five o'clock. I know it's late. First of all, I want to thank everybody for being here. I know we have an hour. The goal of this hour is for us to do a training around diversity, equity, inclusion. At the end of the 60 minutes, trust me, you're going to learn some things that you didn't know before. Um, I'm going to speak for a little bit. I'm going to have someone come up and share some thoughts. And then for the last 20 minutes, we'll do a Q&A and we'll be out of here. All right. Is everybody fine with that? What I'm doing there now, I mean, look, it's going to happen. I mean, you know, the meeting is the meeting, right? But what I'm doing by doing that is offering a little bit of buy-in. I'm getting you on board. I'm giving you a clear direction of where it's going. It's actually going to make the meeting seem less long, believe it or not, because people people like it when they're on board. It's like when I would be at church and the pastor say three points. Okay, let's follow along with you so we can get to the you know, uh, so we can get to point two. All right, we got one more. People like that. People like to know I'm gonna be up for five minutes. I got some things to say. My colleagues gonna talk for ten minutes, and we're gonna do quick. You see what I mean? This is how you. You, you'd be more effective. And the point of this, and maybe you call it out there, the point of this in the end, I don't want y'all to get lost in this. Let's say it's a, maybe you're having a training around insurance and you're going to have someone come in. The point of this at the end, y'all, we need you to fill out this form around corporate or around insurance or whatever it is. So now we can get the corporate. Don't get that mixed up with this hour, right? We want you to start from the beginning knowing that. We want you to fill that out. That's the point. You see how I like, calling that out now from the beginning? We know there's gonna be a lot of things that's gonna happen throughout the meeting, but just by calling that out, it's gonna be more effective. And the proven point is, if I call out my call to action, I know I'm moving from purpose to call to action, but it's connected. Because if I know what my purpose is and it should be connected to my call to action, I'm four times more likely that people are gonna do it. Because I've made it clear. It's not the seminar in that case is about this, this, and that. This is so afterwards when you're finished, you fill out that form. You can do it now. You can do it while we're on the seminar. You can do it when we're done, but we need it within 24 hours. That's what we're asking. That's the purpose of this event, right? And kind of reminding people throughout. All right. So let me stop there. Questions, comments, particularly around framing things, um, 
telling people your purpose, making that clear, getting buy-in. Yeah, thoughts on that. Is it helpful to people? Thanks, Daryl. It was very helpful for me. I have a question. Sure. Um, I'm, and apologies if you're going to cover this perhaps in a, one of the other sessions, but how would you deal with situations where there is um, perhaps a contrary view if you say, listen, this is the intention um, and people say, oh, I thought this was something else. Can we discuss something you know, that, that, that you hadn't prepared for or hadn't hadn't been briefed on if you're asked to you know get, um, give the speech I mean that's how would you deal with that sort of scenario that's a beautiful question and this is where I was let me answer it this way that's a great thing to happen let me tell you why you want it to happen at the beginning when you're framing your intent rather than in the middle of your meeting when it now is a derail you see so this is a good thing from the beginning that we know right that there's some issue around meeting intent. So maybe we realize, because this has happened, from the clarity of the intent, we recognize we don't have the right people in the meeting, or we got some people that don't need to be there. So, so we, need to, we need to address that. If someone says, I didn't think this meeting was about that, okay, well, let's talk about that. Because we got to talk about that before we move further. Well, let me not say that. I mean, you can make an executive decision. This is the meeting, that's what it is. But if it's going to be talked about, you would rather it be talked about at that point you know, speak now, kind of, or forever hold your peace. Because the worst is we've all been in meetings where it's 30 minutes in and you're like, or it's like, well, we needed Joe in this meeting. Who, who thought to have the meeting without Joe? Well, we would have determined that at the beginning if we, so yeah, that's, that's what you want to happen. You want us to get, or maybe it's around, you know, I have a hard stop in 30 minutes. I know we, we said an hour, but I have a hard stop in 30. Good. Not good that you have that, but that that's called out again. I'm going to be more, I want to teach you how to be more effective as a communicator, not just to talk. If I want to be effective as a communicator, I want to know what's happening on the ground in the moment. So yeah, it's good that you tell me. And maybe I know from the way that they bring it up, and this will be the last thing I say on this, so I don't get wrong with it. Um, maybe I know from the way they brought it up, I might just have a contrary person in this meeting. She just got some people, they just want to throw the meeting off. So now I kind of know, all right, from the beginning, I got to, all right, I got to put my lawyer on face for you. Don't worry, I went to law school for people like you, but I know that, so you kind of, you, you know those ones and you're able to deal with that as well. All right. Any other questions around that? That was a great question, by the way. Okay, some rules so you can write down as we talk, right? We're under precision. Rule of three, rule of two, and rule of one. Things that I've heard along the way, I just want to pass them on to you. Rule of three, can't say it in three minutes, you're probably not ready to talk about it in an hour. If you can't say it in three minutes, you probably can't talk about it in an hour. I'm, I'm willing to say if you can't say it in 30 seconds. Why? Because the most effective communicators, we didn't get to this yet, that's on the points and process, but they have a thread. You know, because people's attention spans were already short, but TikTok really just took it off the edge. I mean, it really did. People, you know, you gotta give it to people, you gotta give it to people quickly. 
And that's what I try to help people understand. Like when I say, well, what do you want them to listen to? And they, I want them to hear this. It's like, okay, but what do you really want them to walk away with? <laughs> that's why I want you to switch really quickly from what do I want to say and what my needs getting met to. What are they going to hear? They're busy, they're stressed, you know, tell them what else they got going on. They may be hearing me and got something else in their ear. So what am I going to be able to say over an hour? And we know nobody's listening for an hour, right? They might listen over the course of an hour, but what do, what do I want to say here, right? So rule number two, all communication, we already kind of talked about this, is either how, how or why. That's important for you to know, right? So is it how or is it why? That's going to help you. And maybe it even helps you even call it that, how to's. They find this in YouTube, you know, a video that says how to get into law school is more effective than, you know, my experience getting into law school. You know, people like the, and that easily breaks down to one, two, three, four, you know, three points or four points. Rule of one, can you boil it down to a single sentence? I'm big on that. Can you tell me in a sentence what you want to get accomplished? I think to the extent you're able to do that, that's going to make it effective. And this is how you test it on other people. Because sometimes it's easy for us to see our flaws, right? By seeing how other people do things. Next time you're sitting in a meeting, and maybe somebody's working on something and they come to you like, what do you think about this word? Maybe I should do this. Maybe you should do that. This is what you do. Ask them this. What's your purpose here? What's the intention? What do you want them to get from it? You know, so they'll see, well, what do you want them to get from it? I hear the statement, right? And you want me to work on this one statement or this one part of the memo, because this goes for written communication. But when they finish this, what do you want them to get? Notice how they start thinking because the thinking nine times out of 10 lets you know, never thought of that. So how can you expect them to get it if you're not clear? But this is what I'm wanting to teach you that's gonna help you be so much more effective. So it's so clear, this goes back to intent. This is what I want them to do. This is the single sentence because it's somehow connected in that. And if I can say it in a single sentence, this is one thing I found for what it's worth. Let's say I'm, if I'm, let's, let me put it this way. If I had a hundred people to talk to that were on their way to go up, to get up to speak, whether they're speaking in a courtroom, boardroom, they're about to give this big massive speech in front of people or television, any of those four categories. If Daryl Bennett, if I had the opportunity to speak to them, one minute before, this would be the one question I would ask. What do you want them to, what's the one sentence you want them to leave with? Their ability and quickness of answering that and clarity of answering that would let me know in my mind how effective they're gonna be when they get up there. I'm telling you, give yourself that, your that test. Before you go, what do I want them to get? They're about to put a mic in your face. Maybe it's a, you know, it's a 20 minute interview. Right. What do I want them to get when it's, you know, we, when it's when they finished it, what's the one sentence I want them to get? Whatever that sentence is, that's when we go to session two, three, four and five. I'm going to help you craft everything. That's the stuff. That's the stuff that becomes the tree, the, the bark of the tree, the main trunk, as it were. That's what I'm trying to say, the trunk and everything else radiates from it. But. I have a clear, I'm clearly an apple tree. Most people aren't clearly an apple tree. That's the problem. The speech is here and then it's there and then they talk a little more and the audience likes them so they think they can go more and then it goes into something else. So before it go, before it's said and done, they're really not really, you know, we've all been there. 
it kind of, it started one place but it became scattered because they're not clear there. What do you want to say? If I can get you before every presentation to be able to boil it down in a sentence and be able to have your intent boiled down in a sentence and have that clear in your mind, that right there, I, I would go as far as to say this. It's a, it's a big statement for you to make, but I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna stand by it. If you master what I just told you here, your income will double in 12 months. Your income will double, trust me. Because now you start moving different, it becomes about what's the purpose of the email? And I wanna see, and I don't, I'm giving you a bonus point here. I wanna see them responding to the email the way I want them to respond before I put send online. That's a different level of mastery, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It really is when we talk about, I'm not giving you a religious point, I'm giving you a, this is how I live. I'm moving the assurance of that which I do not see and believing that it's already come to pass. That's the real assurance. It's because I've already thought, this is what I want the email to do. I'm seeing you respond favorably to my email. So now I'm just, the words are just the backdrop. I might put an emoji. I might put a smiley face because it's not really about all that. And I'm seeing it before I push send, then I push send. My odds are four times greater of me achieving what I want rather than you. Now you may have spent, and I say you, I'm just a collective, right? Who spent a lot of time, you wrote the email, you never visualized getting what you wanted. You never visualized that, I guarantee you. You never sat there before you push send and visualized, or you visualized the person, let's say you walked in and you wanted to do a speech and it's, you wanted them to leave with hope. Did you see the faces on the people as they received the hope that you wanted to transmit? Did you see that? Before you saw it, I'm asking you, did you see it? Did you sit there and visualize what it was like for them to say, oh my gosh, you changed my life. Your story, I've never heard anybody say that before. I've never been in a training like that before. I've never heard that before, right? That takes it to another, another level. Let me stop there. I think it's fantastic tools um, to, to know whether you're doing it right and, and perhaps to reflect and see that <clears throat> that might be where, where I've been going wrong. Um, you know, so it, it, it resonates. It resonates with me. Um, you know, I think back at appearances in court and I, I see the importance of ha having, being on the same page in respect of what is the question that the court has to determine. If you're not all clear on that, um, you know, um, uh, yeah. So, so it's, it, it really, it's, um, it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, look, you take Johnny Cochran, he's one of the best that ever did it in America in the courtroom. He knew how to make people feel a certain way. That's how I won cases. I mean, the legal education, yes, helps. Of course, you need that and you need the words as the underpinning. He played, and I say this with all respect, he, let me say it, he used emotion the same way that a Baptist pastor would to get the jury to move in his direction. It's that powerful. And he, he, and what bothered some people about him was there were other people who had better legal arguments. And there was some who would say, well, it was because he was black and they were black. No, he understood the audience and he knew how to get people to move. Because at the end of the day, people move from something that's deeper than the conscious mind. 
When you get that, it changes the way you move. I mean, it really does. It changes the way you communicate. If it was all about the conscious mind, wouldn't we all make better decisions? Wouldn't we all have entered into better relationships, even personally? You know, everybody goes into things where rationally, you know one thing, but subconsciously, that's what's pulling you. And the great communicators understand that's what I'm pulling on. So when I understand purpose, I can transmit energy and intention and purpose much quicker than I can ever transmit words. And that's kind of what I, what I, what I want to show you. Two things before we go quick. So uh, one of the things that Oprah said that she, when she started doing acting, that Lee Daniels in particular worked with her a lot around is what's the intention in the scene? One of my favorite movies is The Butler. She's in that, but that's like one of my favorite movies. And she said she had to be taught a lot about that. Okay, yeah, but what's the intention here? And so what they would do is they would stop, forget the words, the scripts, all of that, and they would stop and really have a discussion around, this is your character, this is this character. What is the intention of the scene? Because if we understand that, then I'm better at being able to recite the words. You see the point here? I want to flesh this out, but it's really not about the words. They really want you, they were teaching her, and like she said, all great actors are taught that. What's the intention of the scene? If I know my character, if I know what my character is feeling, my character's angry right now, you know, he's upset, he's struggling, he's stressed, he's this, he's that, then I'm able to give meaning and flow to the words in a different way. The words will bring on their own life when I'm clear on this is the, this is the energy of that scene. At the end of that scene, people are crying. People are sad. Okay, now I know kind of how to move forward, all right? What I want to segue for to get you prepared for for next week is what we're going to move to is the power of listening. And I'm going to teach you a word here, discovery. You probably already know it, but I'm going to teach you it in a different way. Discovery. How to find the need of people to speak to need. We're going to focus on that next week. Discovery. The best speakers do discovery. The best communicators, the best whatever you want to call it, they do discovery. Meaning what? They are able to discover what is the issue and speak to the issue. So I want to show you, and this is where we go into the power of listening. How do I ask the right questions in order to get the answers that I need? So if it's a fixed public speech that I'm giving, who asked me to give it? I need to be able to ask the right questions so that I can understand my audience. Because I've been in situations where I've been asked to speak. I got up, spoke to the audience, and I did not do a good job. I'm not going to put it on them, but because I didn't understand their audience and I didn't ask the right questions. If it's not set up that way, but it's like a meeting where I can actually talk and all that in the middle and understand, then I want to do discovery there. If it's a negotiation, it's a one-on-one, you're going to get, I'm going to give you a mini lesson, a couple mini lessons on that, because that's, that's close to my heart. I hope you can get a bigger piece of the pie. Negotiations, you know, even around simple things that people say and do that causes them to just not be as effective, even with that discovery. I'm going to show you that. The, the, if I, if I, uh, the person that has the best information, right? I don't think this is, this isn't a, a leap for me to say this. The person that has the best information is probably going to be able to give the best presentation, 
Why? Because they got the best information. So how do I get the right information? I had to learn this a couple of years ago because I used to only focus on charisma, you know, the gift of speaking to be able to win people over. But I'm going to tell you something. When you tether this to discovery, this adds a whole nother level, meaning now let me understand what your need is. I know what I want to say. I know what my presentation is. I know what my need is. But what is it that you need? And how do I, how do I connect that? Let's stop there. I know this, this is kind of a lot. Thoughts, questions. Thank you. I know this has been, thank you for your time and attention. Thank you, Daryl. I think what my main takeaway from this session is changing your mindset in effectively how to influence the outcome that you want and thinking about it differently. I like that. I like that. That's a good way to put it. How to influence outcome. Yes, right. And knowing that you can just initially by being clear on your purpose. How amazing is that? You know, I do no weird stuff or it, you know, people do <laughs> crazy. No, all I got to do is be clear on my purpose. Yep. And that in itself is going to help me influence. So over the course of this week, I want you to be thinking, putting into practice what I, what I said. First of all, when you get your next Zoom meeting, somebody invites you to, see if it says what the intent of the meeting is. You know, next time you send one, you put the intent of the meeting. Next time you hear somebody speak between now and next week, I'm just like, well, what did you want? Oh, God, great presentation. What was it you wanted people to walk away with? That'll just give you some thoughts. And even if it's a really good presentation, it takes them a while to figure it out. That lets you know how much more effective could it have been if they knew that from the beginning. All right, just little things. All right, so. One thing I will leave you with too, uh, I know since y'all South Africa, I don't know how y'all feel personally about the whole monarch thing and, and all that, but I will bring up, because I know South Africa, South Africa's still in the, in the Commonwealth, right? Of nations. Okay, so. I've been following that because I've just, you know, I'm one of those people that's interested in history, not so much personalities. And I don't know if we'll see this again like this, but I only bring this up because, I mean, think about effective communication in every sphere. Here is someone who now becomes king. I mean, look, whatever the title, he's trying to figure out how to keep his family in a position of power and prominence that maybe has long passed. And they're trying to use the gift of communication. So this goes to show at all levels, they're trying to, people are trying to figure out how to use this gift to sway people. Because certainly you're gonna see, I think over the next year, that entire family, you know, it's gonna be a lot of uh, communicating that's gonna to have to happen to continue to get the buy-in of the people to keep them where they are, if they're gonna stay there, you know? So I'm just kind of bringing out the practical example of, you can believe even he's being coached at those levels. No, you say this. No, you don't say that. No, you were prince before. You could do this, but now you can't do this, right? Even the way that they, the, 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 the uh, protocol is a communication. That in itself is a communication. Who walks first and who doesn't? And I'm not getting into whether it's right or not, but I'm just making the point of now when you raise your awareness to see communication in every sphere, that that's a communication. That in itself is interesting. The dates that are picked for when things happen. That's a communication to the world. Why are we picking that date? 
Why are we picking that time? Like think a little more deeply into things that helps you to see even a company, right? That announces it on this date. Why did they choose that? You may not be intentional. They are. They didn't just choose that date. I can promise you that because it's it look good. But if you understand that, you'd be more effective in life, right? So I'll leave you there. Thank you all. Next week, hopefully I will see you and we will continue the journey. All right. Thank see you, Daryl. Thank you, Lisa. Uh -huh. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.